Welcome to There is a Method to the Madness. My name is Rob Maxwell. I'm an exercise physiologist and personal trainer. I'm the owner of Maxwell's Fitness Programs, and I've been in business since 1994. Boy, it's been a little madness around here this morning. Monday, Monday, Monday. Method to the Madness. I guess everybody has Mondays like that, right? One of those mornings. Anyway, let's talk a little bit about fitness. All right. And let me thank our sponsors, Jonathan and Lynn Gilden of the Gilden Group at Realty Pros. They currently have over 280 five-star reviews on Zillow, and they are both consummate professionals in the industry. Realty Pros is number one. I trust these folks. They can be reached at thegildengroup.com. And also, please, if you need help with your garage door, call out to Overhead Door of Daytona Beach. They're by far the absolute best, the best in the industry. We all know their red and white logo. It's a sight to see. And I personally know Jeff and Zach, as I know the Gildans. I know my sponsors. That's why I, spon- that's why I let them sponsor. Believe it or not, I have asked a couple to leave if I don't know them very well. So I know these folks. They're awesome, and they can help you out, and they can be reached at OverheadDoorDaytona.com. All right, let's talk fitness. This is what's on my mind today. Don't major in the minors. I don't remember where I heard that. It was a um, saying in some podcast I listened to, because I listen to quite a few different podcasts. You know, I really like to expand my mind. It's a great way for me to get book ideas, meaning that I'll hear a person on a podcast and then I will look them up and I'll often be interested in their book. Um, It's just a way for me to grow mentally, you know, like as I've talked about wellness is body, mind and spirit. So for me, podcasts is a great way to expand my mind and uh, learn new things and stay fresh. And I don't remember who it was, but I know they were talking about don't major in the minors. And I started thinking about that with fitness, you know, and it is so true that a lot of fitness influencers, and before you start rolling your eyes and, you know, here Rob is getting ready to get on a rant again about fitness influencers, you know, hear me out, hear me out. All right. I'm not going to get on a rant about it. I mean, I do have an issue with it because they're just not really influencing people into the gym and into fitness because they're making everything too damn complicated, you know, and I'm an exercise physiologist. Oh, that sounds so fancy. It's, it's not, it just means that I took the time to go back and get a graduate degree after my four year degree. And it happened to be an exercise physiology. So, you know, we learned what we needed to learn about health and fitness. And there isn't as much complication to this as people try to make it out. All right. And, but it's not the professionals that are really doing this. Like I follow the ACSM, American College of Sports Medicine. I follow National Strength Conditioning Association. I get both of those organizations journals and sure. Some of the studies are like really overly wordy and seem a little bit unnecessary and they definitely major in the minors. Like they get every detail, but The summaries aren't complicated. The summaries prove things that we already know 
or look at things that we already know. It's the people who don't have the knowledge that are trying to sell you a very specific way to fitness. And that is what I like to call the minors. All right. Don't major in the minors. For example, here's a couple minors. How many sets you should be doing? Sets of an exercise. How many reps of an exercise? And how much load? Look, there isn't anything new or magical about any of this information. We know roughly, and I have to really use that word loosely, roughly, how many reps, because it's a little bit different for everybody, but there is a huge range of repetitions that work. For example, there have been very, very good qualified studies that have shown really low repetition working as far as providing strength and hypertrophy, which are the two major adaptations of strength training, really low, like less than five. And there's been studies that show that even over 35 reps or 30% of the one rep max leading to strength gains, that is very light load. So there's been studies that have shown both sides that you can get stronger. And if I told you the amount of studies that I have studied on the air quote perfect number of sets, all right, air quote under sets, perfect number, you would ask me, Rob, what's your problem? Why are you reading so many studies on that? Because it is so much the divided thing in fitness as far as strength goes. Oh, how many sets is perfect? There are people that like literally turn it into a religion. There's the single setters who just believe if you're doing more, and I'm not going to name the organizations. I like some of the organizations. I understand why they push it, but that, you know, they will tell you if you're doing more than that, you're flat out wasting your time. And then there's the people on the polar opposite end of things that, you know, need seven or eight sets of an exercise for it to be effective. So it's been such a, a hotly contested subject for the last 30 years, and it is so ridiculous. I've seen probably every every legitimate, I wasn't going to say every single, every legitimate study done on it, and here's what they proved. There's no perfect number of sets. There's absolutely no perfect number of sets. It is so hugely individual for each person. So many things have to happen within the set for it to be like an ideal number. Like how is your form? What is your load? How many repetitions are you doing? What is your range of motion? So for example, if you have very short limbs, your range of motion is always going to be reduced compared to another guy. So let's say a person has super long arms and then another person has super short arms. And these are things that so many people don't really take into consideration. But if you've lifted a lot of weights, you know how important that is. So, you know, you look at the guy with really short arms and, and you look and you're like, well, shoot, of course he can bench press more weight. He's taken it so much, so such a less distance. Sorry for that. He takes it such a less distance. And then you look at the guy with the super long arms. And I can remember guys... I worked out with when I was young who had super long arms and I'm like, you know, yeah, you don't bench as much as so-and-so, but look how long your arms are. You've got to go like almost double the distance. So these things 
are should be taken into consideration. I was going to say are taken into consideration, but oftentimes when people are arguing over set number, they're not taken into consideration. So if you're if you do have shorter limbs, whether it be legs or arms, you're reduced, you're always going to have reduced range of motion. In other words, you're going to travel the, the load less distance. So therefore, the you're going to almost have to do double the work or double the time under load to meet the guy that has longer arms and legs. Am I suggesting you do that? No, I'm really trying to point out that there is no perfect set or rep number for that reason. Like it, it all comes down to stimulating your muscle groups. So we just can't say, oh, it's three sets is the sweet spot or one set is enough or eight sets is ideal. Well, we're each set taken the failure. We're each set done with good form. There is no way to know. There are guidelines. There are absolute guidelines. So, you know, most studies come out and say very vaguely, and I don't blame them for that. Anywhere from one to five sets will work. And that's probably very true. And the other thing before I move on to load is with sets, it's like, well, some studies only look at sets per muscle group, not sets per exercise. You're like, well, it said five sets is ideal for pecs. It's like, okay, so you're breaking that up among your your fly exercise, your push-ups and your chest press, or you do, you know, so how are you breaking those sets up? You doing two for one, three for the other? That's what I want you to not focus on. It doesn't matter, all right? And then the load, as I've already stated with reps, because there's a linear relationship between load and reps. For example, common sense should tell you that the heavier the load, the the less reps you're going to be able to get with it. That is just, they've been able to measure that. They know that like five reps typically equals 87.5% 87.5% of the 1RM. So they literally can measure this all the way out, right? So with there being a linear relationship between reps and load, it's really the same thing. And I already told you that there's been studies that have shown upwards of 35 reps, which is just 30% of the one rep max leading to strength gains. So there's no ideal load either. All right. So This is the first part of this. And the second part's not going to be as long and it's going to be the main point I want you to get. First part is there's no perfect number of sets. There's no perfect number of reps. There's no perfect load. Highly individual. And there's many, many that work. So what should we major in? We should major in the majors. And that means make sure you're working out on a regular basis. Two to three times per week is what we know works for strength training. For those that want to, again, major in the minors and go, well, what about f- split routines? Can I work out every day? Yes, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't contradict that. You know, when we say two to three times a week, full body workouts are really what we know. And then you can split it up among muscle groups and still work those muscle groups out two to three times a week or usually two times per week, that's fine. But again, that is absolutely majoring in the minors if you worry about that too much. If you've got time and you're like me and you have a gym and you just simply want to do some weight training every day, go for it. But don't worry about 
the perfect split. Should you do chest and back? Should you do upper only? Should you do lower only? Should you do chest and shoulder? Should you do... It doesn't matter. I promise you, I've been working out for probably 40 years now. 40 years. Yeah, 40 years. Absolutely. So in those 40 years, I've done almost every split you could probably imagine. I've done major full body workouts two to three times a week. I I can change that within a month. Like I got ADD, so I get bored really, really fast. So I can be starting a workout that I think I'm going to really like for the next couple weeks and get a week into it and hate it. And so what's the point in trudging through that? That, That's stupid. I've, I've learned that about myself in the past. I'm like, well, switch. You know what? I can look back at training journals. Some I've kept, some I've thrown away, whatever. But the most important thing, let's say that I have kept them all, which I haven't, but let's say I have, can go back and see, you can say, you've rarely missed a work of weeking out. Work, weeking out. You merely, <laughs> you have rarely worked out a week. <laughs> I'm laughing because clearly it's Manic Monday and like I can barely even speak today. But you know, here we go. Let's get back to what's serious here. But I, I missed a week for a surgery once that I had on my leg. I think I missed another one for a knee injury when I was uh, either 19 or 20. Uh, Even when I travel, I do some form of working out. I mean, I'm always doing something. So that's the important thing. That is majoring in the majors. Like, where do we put the major emphasis? Put it on the major things. Are you working out on a regular basis? Like, are you strength training on a regular basis? Are you doing things that work for you? Two other considerations, although I don't want you to get too wrapped up into it, is the the two things that you should pay more attention to is the exercises you choose and your form. Like those are major things. You know, I don't want to get you all like, oh, am I doing the wrong exercise? I mean, look, the answer is no. If you've been working out and you're getting better and you don't have any injuries, then no, you're not doing the wrong exercises. Like You'll know if you're doing the wrong exercises because you might hurt yourself, but you're also going to hurt yourself if you're not working out. So yes, picking the right exercise is a major thing, but it's also easy to figure out, meaning don't follow people on Instagram or social media that are doing these super confusing, high-tech, complicated, complex workouts. In other words, they might be doing a movement that is like three in one. They'll do a squat, then the dual press, then the dual row. Okay, all that's great. It's also not necessary. I saw a, uh, a post last night on uh, new threads, which I actually really like. So far, it started off really good, but it's the uh, the meta version of uh, Twitter. Seems to be less toxic right now. Let's hope it stays that way. But anyway, a lady put out on her social media, she said, you know, I've been working out for close to 30 years and I still do goblet squats, inverted rows, and push-ups. Her point was, is here's a a 30-year vet doing the basics. I mean, we don't have to get complicated. I promise you we haven't learned new exercises in the last five years that we never learned about 30 years ago. It is flat out not true. It's just not true. The basics work just fine. A basic squat, whether you do it with a dumbbell, whether you do it with a bar, or whether you do it with your body weight is as good as any leg exercise you will ever find. A basic push-up is as good as any pushing motion you will ever find. For example, a bench press is simply a bar-loaded push-up. I mean, that's what it is. 
A chest press is a machine version of a bench press, which is a version of a push-up. Some people can't do push-ups. I get that. That's why we can do modified and we can do um, chest exercises until they get strong enough. I'm not saying push-ups is the holy grail. I'm just trying to point out that basics are fine. Okay. So ask yourself this. Are you working out two to three days a week? If the answer is yes, you don't have to tell me if it's working. I know it's working. I know what the research says when you work out two to three times a week. So I know it's working. Give yourself a pat on the back. You're doing the right thing. Don't worry about what your neighbor is doing. Don't worry about what the guy next to you on the squat rack is doing. Don't worry about who you follow on Instagram and what they're doing. Stick to what you're doing. Stick to the basics and major in the majors. All right. Talk tomorrow.